The following talk was given at the Insight Meditation Center in Redwood City, California. Please visit our website at audiodharma.org. All right. Welcome back, everyone. Here we are again, resuming our study of the five hindrances, uh, these habits of mind that inhibit clarity. I'd like to start by emphasizing that the hindrances are no small matter. Uh, The Buddha compared the experience of having hindrances um, to a variety of very severe circumstances. Um, He said that the experiences or the experience of the hindrances is comparable to being imprisoned. He said they're comparable to being enslaved. He compared them to being on a dangerous journey, uh, to having a severe illness, uh, or to be saddled by having a great debt. Um, and perhaps more striking, he says that when the, the hindrances abate, when we're free from hindrance, um, this is as good as being cured from illness, or being freed from prison, or being released from slavery, or having finally paid off a great debt, or making it to safety on a dangerous journey. Um, so you can imagine, like, there's a tremendous amount of relief um, when any of these things would happen, you know, connecting with the relief of making it to safety after a dangerous journey, or the sense of freedom of being released from prison or slavery, or the joy of uh, recovering from illness. Like, these are really dramatic. Um, most, if not all of us, are afflicted by the hindrances with frequency. So hearing these descriptions for what is possible when we're free from hindrance is pretty incentivizing. So um, this practice um, can really allow for a tremendous amount of freedom. Um, If we can really study the hindrances, if we can really get to know them and learn how they operate in us, if we can um, learn to see the veil of the hindrances, um, so much freedom can be possible. So Today, uh, we'll talk about restlessness. Uh, yesterday, we discussed the, the third hindrance, sloth and torpor. So the third and fourth hindrance have a strong energetic quality with sloth and torpor being low energy and restlessness, often high energy. Um, it often kind of an overabundance of energy. Um, sometimes this hindrance of restlessness is referred to as worry and flurry, um, where the mental representation of the hindrance is worry and the physical representation is flurry. Um, And so it does manifest in these two different ways, physically or mentally. So the physical manifestation um, might um, manifest as um, we can't sit still in meditation or we keep fidgeting or shifting or itching. Physical restlessness can arise also, it's the desire to bolt, you know, to rush out of the meditation hall or off of our cushion. Um, or um, in daily life, that physical restlessness might come forth as needing to keep doing things, you know, getting home from work and racing around the house because we just can't drop the momentum of our workday. And all of these, you may be sensing there can be a compulsive quality to them. Uh, The mental manifestation uh, for restlessness is a mind that's agitated, um, a mind that's scattered, lots of scattered thinking, where the mind just won't won't settle, um, where thinking is really persistent. Um, And while restlessness 
isn't always based in fear, often restlessness can involve anxiety or worrying. And we might see this anxious form of restlessness when we're uh, rehearsing what we're going to say in a conversation. You may have noticed that happening in meditation. Um, or when we're engaging in excessive planning or imagining the worst. Um, it might be ruminating over a concern about one's self-image. So all of these can have a restless quality to them. Yeah. And while restlessness can be fueled by fear, it can also come forth as a product of a kind of stuck or frustrated desire or constrained aversion. Um, and so uh, when we meet restlessness, um, we can do our typical one-size-fits-all approach to the hindrances, where we recognize the restlessness, the restlessness is present. Um, so we know, oh, this is restlessness, you know, scattered thinking, agitation, anxious thinking. Um, and then we feel what that restlessness is, is like in the body. We feel the compulsion to move, the agitation, high energy. Um, so these, this is a classic way to work with restlessness. Additionally, one of the traditional approaches to restlessness um, is to notice what caused it, what triggered the restlessness. Um, so often when we're lost in thought in meditation, um, there can be some form of restlessness present. Um, if we discover that we're restlessness, we so we recognize, oh, this is restlessness, we can then ask, what's underneath this? What am I feeling right now? As in, uh, what emotion is present right now? Um, and this can be part of our two-part practice, you know, where uh, we recognize, then we feel the hindrance. Um, so first we recognize the restlessness, and then we might ask, okay, what's, what's going on here? What am I feeling? Um, to recognize what's below the restlessness. Um, so um, if we are able to identify what's causing it, what's triggering the restlessness, then we can practice mindfulness of the underlying emotion. Then whatever we discover below the restlessness, um, say anxiety, then we can really take care of that anxiety. We can, uh, we can feel it fully. And sometimes uh, practicing mindfulness of the underlying emotion um, can actually be even more skillful than just staying with the restlessness itself. So I happen to sit a two-month meditation retreat just prior to my my wedding um, many years ago. And um, just before the sit, just before the retreat, I came across a meme with a caption, the happiest moment of my wedding was realizing the planning is over. <laughs> so uh, if you've ever planned a wedding, you might be able to relate to that. Uh, I certainly could. Um, so understandably, one of my top 10 hits during the retreat uh, involved wedding planning thoughts. So I would be uh, rethinking details, uh, the expense, the invitation list, uh, what type of cake, which dress, you know, all of the logistics. So um, I found myself caught in these kind of extended bouts of thinking many times um, during the meditation on this retreat um, before doing that first step of recognizing uh, that restlessness was at play, where I was like, you know, eventually, like, oh, this is just restlessness. And even once I saw that, it took a while before I learned to ask, what's beneath all this thinking? Like, okay, this is restlessness, but what am I feeling right now? What's beneath all of this thinking? Um, and asking this allowed for an even deeper uh, recognition. 
So often these, these repetitive storylines are fueled by an underlying emotion or physical experience. As Gill would say, it's as though there's a factory deep in the body, and it's the factory that's the source of anxiety. Um, and it's the anxiety that's pumping out the thoughts, or it's the factory that's the source of the underlying emotion. Um, and it's that emotion that's pumping out the thoughts. So the thoughts are just uh, the off-gassing from the deeper source. Um, so we could keep sweeping the thoughts away from now until eternity, but the underlying emotion is going to keep turning them out uh, until we give it the attention it's asking for. So to give it the attention it's asking for to actually address the thinking we actually need to go to the source. We need to go down into the factory. And to go down into the factory, that means actually feeling what's happening in the body. So we release the thoughts, we go down to the factory, we feel the constriction in the body, uh, the way that worry or anxiety tightens the heart, uh, maybe sensing the raised shoulders or whatever other sensations might be present. So when we return to this practice, recognize and feel, when we go uh, down to the factory, you know, this is when we engage the step of feeling our experience. Going down into the factory, um, we sense what's happening uh, through a somatic sense. You know, this, this allows us to address the felt experience at the source rather than just sweeping away the thoughts over and over again. Um, which you know, they're just like, the thoughts are like smoke coming out of the smokestacks. Um, so we go to the source, we recognize, and then we go to the source, go down to the factory, and we feel what's happening. Um, and as I mentioned earlier, restlessness can come from a variety of sources, um, which is one of the reasons it's helpful to ask those questions of what am I feeling right now? What's underneath this? Um, and with that said, it is it is really common that the source is worry and anxiety, anxiety fueling the factory. Um, so knowing this, it can be helpful to remember that fear is such a natural part of being human. We've been deeply conditioned to feel fear, and we don't need to be hard on ourselves about being fearful. The Dharma teacher and author Mark Lesser reminds us that we're the descendants of the nervous apes. All the chilled out apes got eaten. So it's the nervous apes that survived and made baby apes. Uh, so anxiety is deeply conditioned in us. Um, you know, we've inherited um, this survival strategy, um, this capacity to feel, to feel fear, which keeps us safe. So if we're experiencing a fear-based restlessness, it can help to do this with an attitude of gentleness. Um, so just to help bring forth that attitude of gentleness, you might take a moment just to imagine uh, what it's like to see a scared dog. You know, it might be shaking, um, its ears are drooped way back, the tail's tucked, the posture might be cowering. Now, if this was your dog and you knew that you could comfort it, how would you be with that animal? How would you greet it? How would you take care of it? So you might be gentle or loving, you might hold it and keep it warm, ensuring it feels safe. So if you notice restlessness and discover that below the restlessness, uh, there's some fear in the heart, there's some anxiety, can you bring that same gentle, loving attention to the anxiety? Um, 
um, bringing that same care, that same compassion you'd bring to a little animal that's having a hard time. Ultimately, uh, can you help the fear feel safe? Okay, so now I want to talk about a slightly different and more subtle manifestation of restlessness. Um, We've already talked about how restlessness can manifest physically and how it can appear uh, as mental, emotional activity and agitation. Um, Now I want to talk about how restlessness also points to a much deeper habit of mind, the simple habit of um, where the mind is just moving out of the present at all. So Ajahn Amaro and Ajahn Pasano explain it like this. Um, and this quote is from The Island, the book The Island, which is an excellent book. I highly recommend it. And it goes like this. Of the 10 obstacles or fetters that stand in the way of enlightenment, the penultimate is restlessness. The restlessness to which this refers is not the fidgeting of the uncomfortable meditator. It is the subtlest of feelings that there might be something better over there or just in the future. A feeling that that, which is out of reach, might have more value in some way than this. It is the ever so insidious addiction to time and its promises. Uh, So as one nears full enlightenment, restlessness is one of the last fetters to be uprooted. Um, It's so deeply conditioned in us to lean towards some better moment, ever so slightly even, just that forward lean. And I love that line, the ever so insidious addiction to time and its promises. So we can think of restlessness as manifesting at different levels of subtlety, on a coarser level, There's a physical restlessness, and then um, maybe a little more subtle than that, mental emotional restlessness and agitation. And on an even more subtle subtle level than that, there's this ongoing sense that there might be something just a little better, just out of reach. Okay, so um, if restlessness arises, our go-to practice is the mindfulness practice of recognizing and feeling. But as I said in the meditation this morning, you can apply an antidote, and that antidote is um, uh, calming or tranquility. So if you feel restlessness, um, you can return to your meditation anchor and do samatha, that calm abiding practice. Um, And what we're doing here is we're just allowing in in that practice, um, the calm abiding practice, we're allowing the mind to gravitate around something that's simple. And that simple object can be a refuge for the mind that's racing around and is tangled up in all sorts of complex anxiety-producing storylines. If, however, focusing on the anchor of meditation actually tightens the mind or increases the energy, um, you can give the mind a wider pasture to open up the attention. um, For example, opening the attention to sounds in a really nice wide way. and that can bring in some calm. Um, so you can make the, the field of attention uh, wide so the restless energy can just kind of pinball around in the mind or body, but we're not being jerked around by it because we're in this large field. Um, 
And as I mentioned in the meditation, another way to connect with calm um, is just to notice where where there's already calm that's present. Um, so for me, it's not uncommon that I'll be mentally restless, um, but there might be an area of the body that's relaxed. Um, so I'll rest in that part of the body. I'll allow that part of the body to be soothing to the mind. Um, and in the meditation, in a meditation hall or in nature or in a quiet room, these spaces can um, bring forth calm as well to tune into the calm that's around us. So today, um, see if you can identify a moment of restlessness. Um, maybe it's physical or maybe it's a mental feeling. Um, and rather than acting out on the restlessness externally, um, see if you can just recognize the restlessness as restlessness. I'm like, oh, this is worry and flurry. And then get to know it and feel it, bringing that same kindness and care that you'd bring to um, an anxious animal, a little puppy or um, whatever it is that brings forth some sense of uh, gentleness and compassion. So I hope you have a lovely day today and that you're able to stay connected to your practice. Thank you for being here.